Welcome back to the I'm Moving to Italy podcast. This is Nathan Heinrich, and I would like to welcome you back to Season 2, Episode 25. It is now December 27th. We have five days left in this year. So it's going to be Arrivederci 2021 and Benvenuto 2022. I can't believe that we are already at a one-year mark of being in Italy and almost at a one-year mark of sharing this this wonderful experience of this podcast with you each week. I am feeling very grateful. I'm feeling very excited about what's coming in the new year. I hope you're feeling all of those things too. There's something about the end of the year that always puts me in a very kind of contemplative state of mind where I'm thinking about everything that happened that year and all the things that are potentially going to be happening in the new year. But there's always that element of like wonder and curiosity because as much as we make plans, we never really know how things are going to really turn out. All we can do is do our best, put in our best effort, and then life happens along the way too. A lot of things happen around us that we can't control. So many things we can't control. And it's been a wild year. I know we're all sick and tired of hearing, oh, what what strange times we're living in. And oh, the era of COVID and, and the pandemic and all this stuff. And people are... People are just exhausted with all of it, but it's true. We've all been through quite a bit and our lives have all sort of changed and shifted and we've had to make adjustments we didn't expect to make. When we were going into 2020 from 2019, we had no idea what we were heading into. And so who knows what we're heading into in 2022? Hopefully really good things. When you are wishing someone a happy new year here, you say bon anno. So, bon anno to you and happy new year. And I would like to share with you some of the things that we experienced over Christmas. Last episode, I left off. We were kind of heading into Christmas. We were just a couple days from Christmas. Now Christmas has passed. And that includes three kind of important celebratory days here. The first, of course, is Christmas Eve, which is called Vigila di Natale, Christmas Eve. Then there's Christmas Day, of course, Natale. And then there's the day after Christmas, December 26th, which is the Festa di Santo Stefano. So it's St. Stephen. And that is a day that is also a national holiday here. So it's kind of three full days of celebrating. And then you take a little break. Usually students and everybody's off of school for a couple weeks. But if you have a job, some people go back to work on the 27th and they'll work for the next couple of days. And then depending on how the weekend falls, then it's time to start celebrating the new year. And then there's more holidays coming. I'll share with you all of those. We didn't really get to celebrate all of these holidays last year, partly because I got COVID over Christmas last year and we were in quarantine. And then also just because the whole country was in quarantine last year. Speaking of quarantine... There goes an ambulance. 
Anyway, so last year, we, like I said, we were in quarantine. I had COVID over Christmas, and I didn't even taste any of the Christmas food that I ate because I had lost my sense of taste and smell. And the whole country was locked down. Everyone was kind of terrified. It was the first winter that we were going into from, you know, the first year of the pandemic. And, and it was just, uh, there were a lot of unknowns at that time. There were no vaccines last Christmas. And so it was just a very different time. A lot has changed in the past year. And so we're in just kind of a brand new chapter. And we just finished a chapter. Now we're heading into another new one. I shared with you that Alessandro was flying home in last week's episode, and he was supposed to be arriving here on, I believe, Monday. He was leaving on Sunday, and he was going to arrive Monday. Well, he had one problem after another, and without telling you, you know, in graphic detail, everything that he had to go through to get here, he basically had two canceled flights. And he was traveling, he was stuck in New York for a full day because his flight in New York was canceled. And so he had to stay in a hotel in New York. And he was with, fortunately though, he was with a whole bunch of Italians who were trying to get back to Milan and to Italy to be with their families for Christmas. And they were all together and they were all, you know, commiserating and complaining together. But they ended up doing what I think Italians are very good about doing. And they just sort of turned lemons into lemonade and they all hung out and they got a whole bunch of free food vouchers and hotel vouchers and taxi and 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 all kinds of stuff from the airline that was you know really really felt bad that you know delta airlines took really good care of them they felt bad that they had to cancel the flight but there was something with the with the airplane and they weren't comfortable you know taking off which i'm glad that they didn't take off in a plane that that had any issues so anyway alessandro got to make some new friends and connect with a bunch of people from milan who were all stuck in new york with him and he actually had a good time they had some they had some fun stories so anyway he arrived a day late and he came into milan and came back to coniano on the train i picked him up at the train station and then he sort of just took about a day to recover. He bounced back a lot better than I did because he arrived at a better time during the day than I did. So he got a great night's sleep and he was back on his regular sleeping schedule, which was great. And so anyway, him and I went to the Christmas market together. I wanted to show him how they had transformed the downtown area. And we haven't gone ice skating together yet, but we're still planning to do that probably this, this weekend sometime. And I had some hot chocolate. The hot chocolate in Italy is so different than anything else I've ever had before. It's really, really thick and it's rich and it's creamy. It's almost like they melted down chocolate and maybe added milk to it or something. I don't know, but it is. it was so cold here and kind of foggy and it even though there were heaters all over the place in the in the market, the Christmas market, and, and it was sort of a, a just a warm atmosphere in general, that hot chocolate was one of the most glorious things I've ever tasted. So we had some hot chocolate together, and we just, we rode on the Ferris wheel. I posted a short little video on Instagram. We found a new bar called Dry 
in downtown Conigliano. It's a tiny, tiny little hole in the wall bar, but it's really kind of got vibrant energy. And and so we went in there and had a drink and we just sort of soaked in Christmas here. And then on Christmas Eve, Alessandro's grandmother didn't have anywhere to go on Christmas Eve. So we invited her over here. And so Nona came over and spent Christmas Eve with us. Just the three of us got together for Christmas Eve and it was really, really special. She really appreciated it and she just loves Alessandro so much and I think she just probably just tolerates me. She's always so lovely to me too, but anytime she gets to spend time with her beloved grandson, Alessandro, she just loves it. He has been so good to his grandparents. His, his grandfather passed away, but they, of course, were always wonderful to Alessandro. He just is so loved by her. And she's always, every time she sees me and she, we're, we're spending time together with Alessandro, she tells me what an angel he is. And he is a person made of gold. She just, just absolutely adores him. And, and he has earned every single bit of that love because He's just been, always just been there for her, especially during these times when she's dealing with early dementia and, and he's just so gentle and kind with her and, and she feels safe with him. And anyway, she came over and Alessandro cooked this wonderful fish dinner because on Christmas Eve in Italy, you don't eat any meat. You can only eat fish. And so Alessandro made his fantastic salmon. He ordered this gigantic filet of beautiful Norwegian salmon. He makes fish and cooks fish better than anyone else I've ever known. Anyway, he made this wonderful salmon filet, but then he also made this octopus and spaghetti in this red sauce, and it's called spaghetti al polipo. And, oh my gosh, Alessandro introduced me to the idea of eating octopus because I've never had octopus before him. And I have to say it's grown on me and I just love it. And it, he, the way he cooks it in this sauce is just incredible. So we just had this really lovely meal with Nona and, and she, you know, was telling us all about life in Sicily, like she always does. And, you know, when she first met her husband and they wrote letters to each other for two years, he was in Naples and she was in Sicily in Palermo and they fell in love through letter writing, which is such a beautiful thing. And she loved her husband so much. He was such a wonderful man and so kind and wonderful very much like Alessandro is, and she's sad that he's not with her, and it makes me sad every time she talks about him because, you know, she's in her mid-80s now, and she was together with him from the time she was 19, 18 or 19, all the way until, you know, her early 80s, and now she's living life alone, and she's in an apartment by herself, and the love of her life, you know, her husband is no longer and his name was Salvatore, and her name is Cecilia. I just always call her Nona, so I never even use her real name. So we just had a really, really special night with Nona, and it was a wonderful way to spend Christmas Eve. She loved the food, and, you know, there was so much of it that she could hardly eat everything, and, and you know, we all were, there were so many leftovers from that meal because there was just, you know, so many different dishes. That's the thing about the Italians. They don't just cook one main one or two dishes you know it's like there's like seven seven different courses and you just take a little bit of everything and by the end of it you're just stuffed because you've had just little bites of the whole meal 
And so anyway, that was special. And then on Christmas Day, we got to spend Christmas Day with some of Alessandro's, some of the rest of his family that lives here. And that was wonderful. Another wonderful meal. I I made that particular dinner and Alessandro made some of the side dishes that went along with it. But we made basically Nona's recipe for her roast chicken and potatoes. And so I've been kind of practicing with that recipe for the past several months. And I've got it to a point where it's not exactly like hers. It's my own version of it. But anyway, it was really delicious. And and so we really enjoyed that. And then yesterday, which was Santo Stefano, So we were invited to go to our friend. I shared, I think it was last week's episode that I shared the surrounding sound with Lucrezia, Simonetta and Lucrezia. Simonetta is her mother and Lucrezia is the daughter. Anyway, they invited us to come to Bologna to celebrate Festa di Santo Stefano. And I've never experienced one of those before here in Italy because last year, of course, we were quarantined during that period. So we drove, it was about an hour and a half drive to Bologna from here. And so we got there around one o'clock in the afternoon and we didn't get home until one o'clock in the morning. So we were gone for a full 12 hours and it was just a absolutely fantastic day. Those those wonderful Italian dinners that you always imagine Italian people having where they sit around and they they laugh and they talk and they listen to music and they drink wine and they have lots and lots of amazing food and just enjoy each other's company. That's exactly what it was. So we sat down and had this fantastic meal and it was just glorious. The first course was tortellinis in broth and then which were amazing, this wonderful, delicious chicken broth made by this 80-something-year-old woman who's probably been making it her whole life, and it was so delicious, these homemade tortellinis and this homemade broth. Anyway, that was wonderful. And then we had this bolognese-style lasagna, which I'd never had before, which was just absolutely out of this world. And then a thousand different side dishes that just got passed around and it was just wonderful. And one bottle of wine was opened right after another. <laughs> Alessandro told me when we were driving there that every single time he's ever been to Bologna, he's ended up getting drunk. And Alessandro's not really one to get drunk. He's just not a big drinker, but he always ends up over drinking in Bologna for some reason. And so as the day went on, I began to understand why that is because Um, they just kept opening one bottle after another. And then there's this other thing called Amaros, which are these digestivos, a little, you take just a little kind of shot glass of it and you just sip it and it makes you, helps you kind of digest your food. And it's, it's very, very Italian and it's like a liqueur, you know, something that just, just aids in your digestion. I haven't really gotten to a point where I can do those yet. They're just a little bit... This one we were drinking was made out of walnuts. Uh, They're made out of all different sorts of things. uh, Limoncello is a type of digestivo, but that's a really, really sweet one. But most of them are kind of on the bitter side, and you kind of have them after a meal so that you can you know, digest your food a little bit easier. Somehow they aid in digestion. Anyway, so we were just hanging out. I was like, man, what a, what a fantastic meal that was. 
and how wonderful to have all this food and oh my gosh i can't even think about ever eating another bite and and we'd sat around the table for you know so many hours just enjoying our you know company of each other and and conversations i didn't feel the least bit out of place i was understanding everything everyone was saying and i was i was included in the conversation i was I was conversing and I was laughing. I was understanding the stories and, and it was, it was a really, really great experience. So anyway, then we cleared the table and, and then desserts came around and, and we were just, just stuffed. And so anyway, then I started teaching Lucrezia how to play tic-tac-toe and hangman. And so we were playing hangman. She would give me a word in Italian and then we would do that. And then I would give her a word in English and we would do that. So we were having fun. And the next thing I know, they start setting the table again for dinner, which I thought we had just had like, you know, I thought it was just going to be one kind of long drawn out meal, but no, they started cooking more food. And then I walked into the kitchen and I realized that Alessandro is also in the kitchen and they've, they've got him to do some of the cooking. One of his specialties is spaghetti al vangole, which vangole are little clams. And so he was in the kitchen making vangole and spaghetti. And so anyway, by some crazy, I don't know, I don't know how we found room for more food, but by some miracle, we found ourselves around the table again. We just sat at the table for another several hours and there were more bottles of wine and more Amaros and more desserts passed around. And I I don't feel like I ate very much of anything, but this, the constant flow of food and drink just made you feel like you just were going to burst, but it still didn't feel like, I don't know, you felt like you ate a lot but it didn't feel like you had eaten anything very unhealthy. The second, the second, the second meal, the dinner, was really, really mainly fish, and so there was all these different types of fish, like five different types of fish served. And the nice thing about fish is it's not very heavy; it's kind of a light thing to eat, and it's it's pretty healthy. So yeah, we just had a great time. There was just so much laughter, and music being played, and and jokes being told and stories and it was just a lot of fun. I stopped drinking earlier in the evening so that I could drive home and Alessandro just enjoyed himself and I don't know if he would say he officially got drunk again in Bologna but he if, if there's something right before that point that's where he was. He was certainly enjoying himself and and I was really happy about that and so we had a nice drive home and got home around 1.30 this morning. I slept in. So I'm just, I'm not feeling hungover. I'm not feeling anything other than just really grateful to be enjoying Christmas season in Italy. And I'm looking forward to New Year's and seeing what a typical New Year's celebration is like here. I don't think we've ever really had a real New Year's celebration in Italy before. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. So on Christmas Eve, I had a couple, we had some neighbors and some people that we needed to buy some last minute gifts for. So I ran out, Alessandro said, here, you know, um, here are the keys for the car. He had just gotten home. He's like, here are the keys. If you need to go, just run out. I'm going to start that section over. So 
kind of a silly story that I have to share with you. On Christmas Eve, we realized that we were short a couple of gifts. And if we didn't go out and get those gifts right away, we had some neighbors we needed to buy a couple gifts for and and some gifts for Simonetta and Ivano, whose house we went to for Santo Stefano. And so we decided if we didn't go right now, we were not going, everything was going to be closed for the next, you know, three days. And so we better go out now. Most of the shops were already closed, but there's like a mall nearby. And so I ran to the mall and a lot of the shops I wanted to go to were already closed. But I I finally found a shop that had candles and all this stuff. And I, instead of bringing, normally I bring my, my debit card or my credit card with me everywhere I go, but I just grabbed some cash. I just grabbed a hundred euros of cash and just just ran out hoping that that was going to be enough. And I was, I was looking for some candy. I was looking for just, just some random small gifts. And I went into this one shop that sold all different kinds of things like incense and candles and different types of teas. And, and it was just a really, really specialty shop. And I didn't, I didn't even take my time to look at the prices. I knew I had, I'd already spent some money, but I knew I probably had about $60 left in cash and I just needed to get a couple candles and I figured, okay, well, you know, if I just buy, you know, a couple candles and, and a couple bags of tea, surely I've got enough cash with me. Well, I didn't realize that the things I was selecting were really, really expensive. And so I got up to the counter and I was kind of flustered because I was rushing and I'd, you know, I had some other bags with me and, and I'd already tried to walk into the store and they had it was such a tiny little shop that they said, oh, I'm sorry, we're already at capacity. You have to wait for somebody to come out before you can come in. And so anyway, I waited and then I went in and I'm gathering all this stuff and I'm, I'm trying to ask this woman in Italian, you know, do you have this in a different flavor? Can I smell that candle? I'm trying to like, I'm asking her about the teas. Which tea does she recommend? What's, what is your favorite tea? And all this stuff. Anyway, so I'm kind of like the sweating, stressed out Christmas shopper mess. <laughs> and I get up to the register to pay. And she tells me the total and the total is more than, than I have in cash. Now, everybody that's in the shop has already definitely figured out that I'm a foreigner and I'm probably I'm probably talking too loud and I'm trying to explain to the woman who's helping me and and everybody's kind of getting these these looks from people watching me as I'm trying to explain what I want and trying to understand what these different options are of these candles and and teas and everything and asking you know she's asking me if I want everything to be wrapped and so anyway they're literally wrapping everything up for me and I'm getting ready to pay and I find out I don't have enough cash with me which is like one of my worst nightmares in the world to like find out that I don't have enough cash with me and I'm like kicking myself so anyway I had to take off some of the items and she had to remove them and everybody's watching me and I'm just feeling embarrassed and I'm just like oh my gosh how do I find myself in these pickles so anyway I I apologized profusely to the woman who was very kind who was helping me and I was just like I'm so sorry I I'm very sorry I just didn't bring enough cash with me can we take off some of these items so we decided to all the tea that I had selected so carefully <laughs> I had to to not get the tea but I got all the other things and so they wrapped them up and she was very nice and and I think by the end of it they were sort of laughing with me and probably at me 
I think they were just finding me to be this kind of humorous character that was, they, they were just sort of shaking their heads at and saying, oh, another crazy American here trying to figure, figure out life in Italy. But anyway, so I, I made it out of that store with my bags and I knew I had some cash in the car. Sometimes I hide cash in the car for emergencies. And so I ran to the car and put my bags there and then ran back in because I had to get some, there was this other place that sold sort of chocolates and candies and stuff. And so I had to get some bags of candy, Christmas candy for some different people. And so I ran back in and I selected all these bags of candy and I was like, man, I really hope I have enough cash for this. And I walked up to the to the register to pay and and they're asking me again you know do you want us to wrap these for you these gifts and i was like yes please and so then they told me the total and i realize i look at the screen and i'm like oh my gosh i once again don't have enough cash i've just got all these bulk candies out of these bins and now what am i gonna have to have they're gonna have to put them all back and i'm trying to explain um you know i'm pulling change out of my pockets and and digging through two and one euro and 50 cent euro pieces of you know of coins and i'm just getting more and more flustered and and the woman you know is trying to understand what you know what am i saying and 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 then I look at the screen again and I realized I was looking at the wrong number. I was looking at the weight rather than, I was looking at the number for grams rather than the number for, you know, for the amount that I owed. And so I only owed like 14 euros, but I was thinking that she said that I owed like 40 euros. And anyway, <laughs> because I had just been, you know, mortified by the fact that I didn't have enough money at the other shop. I just assumed I wasn't going to have, I think, I think I had this fear of not having enough cash and I just assumed that that happened again. And so anyway, the woman starts laughing at me and I, I, I'm apologizing again. And I left her like a five euro tip because I was just so grateful I had enough cash left. So anyway, she was, that made her very happy and, and, and shocked because Italians are not used to getting tips because it's not in the culture in Italy to tip anyone. It's, you know, the, the service fee is always included in the price. And so I, I enjoy giving Italians tips because I feel like, especially when I make such a huge mess of myself and, and I'm such an embarrassment to Americans in general, leave a nice tip. Anyway, I got my Christmas shopping done and everything was fine. Everything was great. And so we we just made it through the holidays and, and they were beautiful. I am very excited to get back to the gym and start working out and, and eating, you know, really clean and healthy again, because I feel like all this wonderful Christmas food is catching up with me, but it's probably going to keep going for the next few days until, until New Year's is over. And anyway, I'm going to have to make sure that we get all these sweets and stuff out of this house because there's nothing worse than Christmas candies and sweets and cakes all left over. I'm sitting next to a Christmas tree right now. Our Christmas tree has like seven different panettone cakes in these beautiful panettone boxes under the Christmas tree, just just in the living room, uh, not to mention what's in the kitchen. Everybody here shares these panettone cakes, and I think I, I shared with you in last week's episode that, you know, I even put a bunch of them on my website in case you wanted to order one and try them. And most of them are imported from Italy, and they're great, 
but if you if you are ever here for Christmas in Italy, you'll you'll understand the, how much these panettone cakes are sort of like a every time you go to someone's house, you bring one with you along with everything else that you bring with you. And Alessandro said that then you keep them, and because they they're made to last for a long time, and they a lot of them are preserved with rum and alcohol in them, and and. They're just, the way they're made, they're just made to last for a long time. You can put them in the freezer or whatever. But anyway, the rest of the year, as you go to people's houses, you take these panettone cakes and you just sort of leave them at people's houses as hostess gifts when you when you go to visit. One of the many interesting holiday Christmas traditions here. I have to say that if you've never spent Christmas in Italy Take two weeks and spend Christmas in Italy. It is a time of year that very few people travel to Italy. It is not a touristy time of the year. You will never experience a more beautiful time to be in Italy. Even though the weather may not be the warmest, it is still one of the most fabulous times to be here. The decorations, the food, the people, the parties, the the restaurants, everything, the shops, it's just it's just absolutely magical for you know this this two week period over Christmas and New Year's. So I highly recommend it. When I started this podcast about a year ago now, I shared with you in the very beginning that I wanted to do this podcast at least for one full year without any advertisers or sponsors. I wanted to share just the pure content of what we were doing. I didn't want to, you know, have advertisements. And so I definitely have kept to that. I've shared plenty of products with you. I just shared things that I fell in love with, uh, things that I've tried, things that I have, you know, found to be of, of real value for me being here in Italy. And so those things, most of those things I have put on my website and shared with you. But one of my Christmas gifts that I got this year was we officially have a sponsor of our show now. And so I'm very excited that it is a sponsor of a company that I have shared with you that I personally have used myself long before they became a sponsor, long before I partnered with them. It was something I was using and finding a lot of value. And that is the company is ExpressVPN and they have that wonderful virtual private network service that I have shared with you. I've been using it for over a year now. I purchased it before we moved to Italy because I wanted to be able to use our streaming services here. I wanted to be able to use public Wi-Fi without having issues, you know, and have to worry about someone stealing my my identity and my data and 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 just, you know, hacking into my devices while I'm traveling, which is you're very vulnerable to when you're using public Wi-Fi. When I moved here, I really was trying to figure out a solution for being able to keep my American phone number and be able to make phone calls from it and receive phone calls from it. And I, I knew I could receive calls from other iPhones because I have an iPhone, but I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to receive calls from people who have Android phones. And so when I got here, I set everything up with our new carrier and I didn't do a travel plan. I just set it up that we were, you know, I set the VPN, the location to say that we were still in the United States and actually in New York, which is where we used to be. And so I just said, you know, we're in New York. And so immediately I was able to start using all my streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime. The best and most valuable part of it I found was that I was able to make and receive free phone calls 
while I was here because with the help of the VPN, my phone was tricked into thinking that it was still in New York. And so the calls I was making were seen by my carrier as just local domestic calls in the United States, which was amazing. So the fact that I'm able to make and receive phone calls and talk an unlimited amount of minutes and hours every year to friends and family and business stuff and every phone call I need to make within the United States, I'm able to do it. It's just been a game changer. I used to travel so much for work and I would travel internationally. And every single time I would go somewhere, whether I was going to Mexico or Canada or Europe or Asia, wherever I was going, I had to call AT&T, which is the provider I used to have. And I would say, okay, I'm going to be traveling from, you know, the 21st until the 16th of, of the next month. And I need to have a travel package put on my phone. And so they would, they would charge me like 15, 10 or $15 a day just to have the package, even if I didn't make any calls. And then the calls, you know, they're was, you know, you have this many minutes and then it's extra, you know, it's, it costs you extra. And so it would cost me always a couple hundred dollars every time I would travel, just, just making phone calls and sending text messages. And so when I figured out that I could get this service, I just had to buy it once and I can use it for the whole year. I would save money and it would pay for itself because I wouldn't have to have all these crazy travel plans added to my my cell phone plan. Anyway, it just, it was a game changer. And so when ExpressVPN allowed me to start offering all of you a three months free when you sign up for a 12-month package, and it's very, very reasonable. I think it comes out to like $8 a month, and it is extremely reasonable. You get an additional three months free when you use my code that I have on my website. Just go to Nathan's Favorite Things page, and down toward the bottom of the page, you'll find the ExpressVPN links. And when you use those, you get three additional months free. So anyway, they they offered me that to share with you listeners uh, earlier this year. And then I have now officially become sponsored by ExpressVPN. So every time you use ExpressVPN, you are helping the show. And every time you use ExpressVPN, every time you sign up for them, you are also getting the benefit of getting a better rate because you're you're using the rate that ExpressVPN is offering to all of my fabulous listeners. So I'm very excited moving forward. I don't plan to get very many sponsors, but the sponsors that I do get have to be products that I'm already using and loving and already am sharing with you. And so I just don't, you know, there's a lot of people who have reached out who have wanted to be sponsors for the show, but I very carefully and 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 gratefully declined some of those offers because it was products that I didn't feel like were benefit to those of you who are considering spending a lot of time in Italy, you know, spending at least half of the year in Italy or a few several months in Italy a year. Maybe you just want to come on vacation in Italy once or twice a year. Um, just getting getting that VPN service, even just for that period of time, pays for itself. But especially if you're planning to retire here or move here from anywhere, you know, whether you're in Australia or Canada or Europe or the UK or in the United States, wherever you're coming from, this service is incredible. And they just recently added a whole new level of security 
which blocks all of these hackers that are stealing people's identities and data. It keeps your devices safe from all these new viruses and malware and these cookies from all the, every time you go to a, a website and then you have to agree for, you know, to, to allow cookies. Cookies are just a way for those companies to track you. Basically, they embed all these, the cookies are things that are embedded into your phone so that people can track your data and, and learn things about you and then use that data to then advertise to you or sell that data to someone else. Well, ExpressVPN blocks all that. Apple can't track you. Google can't track you. Amazon can't track you. You are, you become basically, you kind of have this moat of security around your devices. You can use up to five devices. Anyway, I just want you to know that ExpressVPN is now an official sponsor of I'm Moving to Italy, and I really highly recommend that you use their service. So just go to imovingtoitaly.com. You can go to the Nathan's Favorite Things page and scroll down until you see the information for ExpressVPN. If you use their service on your smart TV, your iPad, your iPhone, your computer, your laptop, your tablet, whatever it is you're using it on, and you're loving it, let me know. I would love to be able to share your stories with some of our listeners. So let me know. I love hearing from you. I've had, I've heard from a number of you who are using the service and loving it. So anyway, I'm still loving it. I use it every single day and I don't even have to think about it. I'm not really a techno technologically advanced person. I'm not a techie. So I get by with just the bare minimum of understanding how this works. And all I know is that I get, set it up and I forget it the software automatically updates so it's always current it's always fighting off the latest viruses that are out there and the latest malware that's available so it just kind of gives me peace of mind and it really really helps me when i'm traveling internationally so anyway and living in italy of course so anyway check out expressvpn on the i'm moving to italy.com website well, that brings us to the end of our episode, and I am going to share with you this week's Italian proverb. This proverb is one that people say during this time of the year to each other, and the proverb is, Natale con i tuoi, Pasqua con chi vuoi. And that means, I will spend Christmas with my family, but I will spend Easter with whoever I want. <laughs> So, Natale con i tuoi, Pasqua con chi vuoi. Well, that brings us to our surrounding sounds. And this week's surrounding sounds, I have some clips of me out shopping and getting myself into trouble shopping. I have a little clip of Nona here for Christmas Eve, celebrating the Vigila di Natale with us. And then I have some wonderful clips from us in Bologna celebrating the Festa di Santa Stefano with Simonetta, Lucrezia, Ivano, and the whole other group of people. And it was just a lovely evening. You'll hear toasts, you'll hear laughter, you'll hear music, you'll hear glasses clinking and and forks and plates and and dishes being passed, the whole nine yards, bottles being open, 
it was just an incredible evening. So you'll, you'll get a whole mix of sounds from that evening. So enjoy those sounds and I will be back afterwards to say goodbye.
Eh no, è un gotto duro. Perché cioè, sì, noi stavamo qua, forse alla punta del paese e, insomma, e papà metteva pomodori, melanzane, fagioline, insomma, broccoletti, tutto quello che serviva per noi, ah, per la casa. Olive, limone? Sì, sì poi c'erano l'albero di olive, che che le, cioè, le olive che facevamo per noi, facevamo salate, sì. e poi quando erano assai facevamo l'olio, portavano le macine che macinavano ah, l'olio. Sì. E insomma facevamo la sassa, le bottiglie di pomodoro, tutto quello che faceva papà in campagna era tutto per noi a casa, non vendeva niente. Tu adesso vieni qua. Ciao, ciao. Questo dalla nata, prima, prima, nello stesso stato sono tutti puliti. Poco, 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 uno, sette tortellini. No, Lucrezia si dice cappelletti. No, Prima le signore, che noi sono capelli, sì, esatto, bravissimo, più piccoli. Ma ridino più o meno uguale. Ridicolo con il mignolino, le nonnette. Non è ridino uguale, il cappelletto lo strocciotto. Basta. Brodo, anche lei, brodo. Questo è fatto per il prosciutto, è una molto bella. Tutti i matti sono posto. Tutti i matti sono posto. Ma è vero però, eh? Hai un sacco di clienti. Tutti i matti sono posto. Sì, sono d'accordo. Ma lui lo sa che ha un sacco di clienti. Soprattutto la rata femminile. Ma chi? Ma chi va? Io ho già fatto qua. Eh, ma metti un po' di cotto. Lui si è già adesso quando ha finito i suoi spaghetti. Ma basta. Ancora di sei Ah, 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 Sai che forse ho... Oh, vieni qua, vieni qua, ti do le bombe. Comunque sei fortunato ad avere un compagno come Alessandro. Esatto. Sì, ma anche lui è sempre fortunato avere certo. un compagno come lei. Eh, perché noi, oh, noi siamo abituati di solito che quando andiamo via regalano, c'è un regalo per gli ospiti.
sounds from this week's episode and I want to wish you Bon Anno Happy New Year because the next time I talk to you I am going to be talking to you in 2022 which is amazing I can't believe it's already in the new year thanks to you my faith in humanity has been restored this year and I am grateful for each and every one of you and for how you've contributed to my life this year and to this wonderful experience that I have been able to have with you. So Happy New Year. I'm sending you lots and lots of love from Italy. And wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice, I hope you are healthy and well. So until next week, take care. God bless. Ciao, ciao, ciao.